If it's really going full in on the transfer market, huh? Derek Kyler, Dartmouth quarterback, commits as a graduate transfer. We'll talk about him. We'll also talk about them hosting Sebo Flemister, running back transfer from Notre Dame on an official visit. Pitt's still looking to add some transfers. And Rivals just re- released their recruiting rankings. And, folks, they disrespect Pitt quarterback commit Kenny Minchie. We'll talk about why they're wrong and what needs to change there for Minchie to get his proper respect. That's all coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, as always, I am your host, Nick Farabo. Folks, as always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. If you are watching this, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all those great stuff, put on the notification bell. Folks, if you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review. You can listen wherever you want, Odyssey. Apple, Spotify, wherever you may want to listen, we are on there. So make sure to check us out. And hey, somehow, some way, it's never down season here in the pit football calendar. And years past right now, we'd be talking about just hypotheticals and what might be happening and what could happen and all this different type of stuff. But not this year. It just feels like every time I want to talk about something for next year. Maybe with next year's team, you know, I, what What about the defensive line or the corner room or whatever? I've wanted to cover these things, and I just never can. Because something keeps happening, whether it's in football, whether the basketball team, which has really picked up some momentum recently uh, in terms of their commitments, they're getting something going on. There's so much that feels like it's spinning around in my head right now, there's so much that's happening and there's just so much momentum behind this pit football team right now. So many guys committing so much happening, so many good things happening. You know, they are completely being praised with great things nationally that I haven't even mentioned on here that I would like to talk about. Right. I would like to talk about their preseason ranking, but they keep getting commitments like this. Derek Kyler, Dartmouth quarterback commits to pit. He was on an official visit earlier this week, and he pulled the trigger right away. So he is going to come to Pitt, and this is really interesting to me because I've, we've been talking about this a little bit, that, yeah, the quarterback room is pretty good right now, right? You like what you have in Keaton Slovis and Nick Patty. It's good as the top two as Pitt's had, um, really ever in the past decade. When you look at some of the rooms they've had, uh, to have two guys like that at the top of your list, I, I think you'll take a lot of peace in that, right? You have Keaton Slovis, who has proven to be a really good quarterback before, just had a really bad year last year. Maybe he can turn that around. And then you have Nick Patty, who I really think, I really do believe, and I say this all the time. This is a player that is really good 
And, and I'm very convinced of that. I've watched enough Nick Patty tape to say that this guy's a good quarterback. And, and if Keaton Slowis gets hurt or he doesn't play to expectations, and th- this team's going to have someone to lean back on and say, we got this. You know, we got a guy here. It's it's not just going to be completely a fervor and, and you're going to be completely lost. But there is a depth problem, I think, here. You, you lost Joey Yellen, Davis Bevel. They transfer out. Which, again, was expected, right? Pretty expected for those guys to leave. But you didn't land anyone in the class of 2022 a quarterback, which is by design. Didn't feel like Pitt was in on many. But Nate Yarnell has been injured. He's He hurt his foot last year around the time of the Georgia Tech game, so around October-ish. And he's been rehabbing ever since. Miss spring ball, didn't play in the spring game. And behind them, it's the walk-ons. You know, it's Eli Kasanovich. It's Jake Frantel. So there was not a lot of quarterback depth on this team. And I, I think that is a legitimate gripe to have is what in the world? What, what happens if, you know, we got to be real here, you know, is it likely Eric Kyler's going to play? Probably not, right? He's probably not going to play. He's probably the third-string quarterback right now. But what we, we got to think about the doomsday scenario. Because Nate Yardell has a Liz Frank injury, which can take anywhere from six months to a year. So will he be ready for the year? I don't know. But we need to be prepared for doomsday, which is, what happens if Keaton Slovis and Nick Patty both get hurt early in the year and then Nate Yardell maybe isn't ready or he is hurt still or whatever? You need to have someone there. You need to have another scholarship quarterback. And Derek Kyler is going to be that guy. And, and so, you know, a, a guy that gives you that veteran option at that QB3 spot that I think makes you a lot more comfortable just in case of that doomsday scenario. You need to have some depth here in this quarterback room. And I think this is what Kyler adds. Very efficient player. Uh, and I think this is the big thing. You know, uh, such an efficient type of player that's willing to come in right away and make the throws you want. You know, 42 touchdowns, only six interceptions will stand out. A very smart player. Uh, A guy that's not going to put up a ton of big plays, but can run your offense and do it well. Very smart player as well, obviously, in the Ivy Leagues. Decently mobile, can move a little bit, so you can move him outside the pocket, uh, go on some bootleg action. You can trust him to run a little bit. A guy that's maybe not legs first, but but can do it. Uh, And so I think that'll look good on his resume. But but this is a guy that's going to help bridge your gap, right? Until next season. And you're going to like that fact, that Derek Kyler can come in and, and run your offense and learn it quickly. Very bright player. Uh, a, you know, a guy that has learned the ins and outs of a few different offenses at Dartmouth. And a guy that has run 
a, an offense at a high level with efficiency. So what you look for in your QB3, right? You're not looking for the next superstar here. We're looking for a guy that, in case Nick Patty and Keaton Slovis somehow get hurt, Nate Yarnell is not ready for whatever reason, that you have someone right there that you could say, okay, I can comfortably turn to him, and, and he can be you know, the, the calming factor. And I think that's something to look at, that veteran presence. He'll be able to help you in preparation for games. He'll be able to help you in game weeks. And he will certainly be able to give you that kind of just relief in a pinch if you need him to as that QB3 spot. No one's going to expect him to be a world beater here. But you needed some depth here, and I think he's going to add that. I think he's the type of player you want, a guy that's not going to hurt you, right? And your backup quarterbacks, what what are you trying to look for? You're trying to look for a guy that knows what he's doing with his reads. You're you're trying to look for a guy that's not going to kill you, and you're just going to try to look for a guy that you can game manage your way through. And I think this is the type of guy Derek Kyler is. He's not going to kill you. Again, that 42 to 6 touchdown interception ratio sticks out, efficient passer, that has a over 75% completion percentage, you know, not going to be a big play hunter, but a guy that really just does what he's asked and does it at a high level and, and will be able to really take care of your offense and say, okay, I'm the quarterback three. I can come in and offer just a little bit of stability for you uh, whenever you need. And I, I think that's the big thing here with Derek Kyler. And that's why I think this is a solid move and he really needed that. I think quarterback depth was definitely a question of this team. You know, Keaton Slowis, an often injured guy who has had injuries throughout his career, and Nick Paget's coming off that broken collarbone. You know, it's not crazy to think that that could happen. Pitt's been very lucky in recent years with the lack of quarterback injuries. Kenny Pickett has been pretty remarkably healthy outside of that 2020 season when he had that high ankle sprain. Uh, you know, he was pretty healthy throughout his career. Even before that, Peterman was pretty healthy. Um, so they had a pretty healthy quarterback room for the most part over really the last decade, uh, really no major quarterback injuries that they've had. You know, Max Brown is the one that comes to mind as a major quarterback injury they've had to deal with uh, in recent years, if you will. Uh, but they haven't really had to dealt with that uh, much. So just in case of that doomsday scenario, now they have a guy that can stabilize kind of the offense, be a game manager and get you where you need to go maybe until one of those guys comes back. And I think that's a big thing. To have, but I want to talk about Sebo Flemister here, the potential running back transfer. Then I want to get into Kenny Minchie because I, I really think that this is kind of egregious on the part of rivals here. But first, let me let you know about Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL conference finals, MLB, and of course, all the fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continuous source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today as your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. And we're talking here about these transfer candidates. You know, one of them already committed in Derek Kyler. And now, Sebo Flemister the potential transfer from Notre Dame. And this goes hand-in-hand to a degree with some other news we got earlier about Jordan Bailey 
2021, uh, 2022 commit, rather, uh, that signed his letter of intent, you know, decommitted, came back on due to some academic issues, but they laid out a plan for him to become eligible. It feels like that did not go to plan, and thus he cannot come in, and he will not enroll at Pitt. And that's an issue. And this is the second time now in the past two recruiting classes that Pitt has lost one of their running back commits. They lost Malik Newton last year due to be met due to being deemed medically ineligible. And they also lost now Jordan Bailey due to academic ineligibility. This is a serious issue, right? This is a serious issue in terms of running back depth. And you look at the running back depth and you say, okay, it looks good, right? It's it's a very good group. You have four guys that you really trust. Uh, and Vincent Davis, Izzy Abani-Kanda, Daniel Carter, and Rodney Hammond. So you really do trust them. And for good reason. I mean, really. But behind them, there's not much. And... Four scholarship running backs, one of which is really a fullback running back. Daniel Carr looked amazing in the spring. Of course, he won that most improved player and was great in the spring game. He was the star of the spring game offensively. But let, let's take a step back here. This is kind of similar to that quarterback question, right? It's like the what if. Is four running backs enough? Especially for a guy like Izzy who's been able to get hurt. You know, Vincent Davis is a smaller guy. Hammond was banged up a little bit. Carter's been banged up. All these guys have had some run-ins with some nicks here and there. And so you don't want to be too worried about your depth, but I think you got to be just a little bit. And you got to say, okay, this is a little bit worrying for us. You know, with a few injuries here or there could really set us back. The running back depth isn't great, and we, we've we lost two of our running back recruits in the past two years. Now, that changes kind of the makeup of what the 23 and 24 classes could be. I think you could take multiple running backs this year and multiple running backs next year. you got a lot of turnover. I also think Sebo Flemister is interesting in this regard with two years of eligibility left that he's got the opportunity maybe next year to take a big step up in terms of his usage here. Because Daniel Carter is a redshirt junior, Vincent Davis is a senior, Izzy's a junior, Hammond's a sophomore. Izzy has a good year, could potentially go to the NFL. That's certainly possible. Vincent Davis has a good year, another guy that could go to the NFL. You never know if there's a transfer in this group. You could have all four back, but Flemister with two years of eligibility also gives you that bridge gap. So he's essentially another recruit to get you through this year and the next year. And, you know, he's a guy that, that hasn't played a ton at Notre Dame. So so you don't have a, a crazy resume to go off of uh, with Sebo Flemister. But I think what he does is what you need. And that is, you know, takes care of the football really well, runs with really good power, tough player, decent burst right off the line, and short yardage areas is where he really – kind of came up over his career. The guy's a really tough runner, though. Always falling forward. Can really make things happen in that regard. 
tough football player. And so you really like that. You really like to see that. Just a mean dude. Uh, has a few really good trucks and broken tackles over his career against ACC opponents as well that, that really pop out to you on tape. So I, I think Sebo Flemister would give you some nice depth here that would make some sense. And he's a guy that could really kind of bring it back in that regard to the depth and say, okay, we feel good about our running back depth now because we have this guy who has proven to be decent enough at Notre Dame, has reps, has he's a tough runner. He's a guy that we like in these short yardage areas. And if there is an injury that ever happens, we think he can come in right away and be a really good player for us. And I think that's something that will definitely stick out about Sebo Flemister and why they like him. So would make sense to me as another ad if they could potentially get him on board. I think it makes complete sense uh, to me in that regard. Um, so, so the running back room, again, I think it's really good. I think they have one of the better running back rooms in the ACC. But there's that depth question again. And, and yeah, we can play this game really for anything. Uh, you can never have enough depth, though, on the college football team. You really can't. And quarterback and running back are kind of two of those positions where you like what you have at the top, but very quickly could diminish if you have some injury scenarios. And Pitt ran into this last year at receiver where they had a lot of injuries at receiver, and it was just devastating. And eventually it just piled up. So you saw how many receivers they were starting to stack up. Then Jordan Addison leaves, and it's kind of a gut punch. And you could see them maybe adding another receiver as well to this room. Um, so, so, you know, they're trying to add guys. They add two tight ends, for example. Uh, that's not by coincidence, right? They add two tight ends for a reason. So they are trying to add as much depth across this team as they possibly can. Look at how many linebackers they were in on. You know, Shane Simon and Tyler Wiltz will come. But they talked to a lot more linebackers than that. Now, they feel good about their depth at, you know, corner, safety, D-line, O-line. I think they should feel good about those spots as well. But this is really kind of the making of the team. And I think Sebo Flemister really shores up that running back position just in case there is a doomsday scenario there as well. And maybe he could even get in there a little bit if he proves to be good enough uh, throughout summer camp. I think there's an opportunity there where he has flashed enough power and athleticism to where he could potentially surprise a few people uh, throughout summer camp. All right, folks, I want to shift over to Kenny Minchie right now. We got to talk about this because this is egregious stuff from rivals in the rankings that they have. But first, let's go to a quick break. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast. And we are talking here a little bit about Kenny Minchie now and his lack of recruiting boost in the land of the rivals land. Now, to start off here, you know, I don't really like doing this because I don't like kind of just sitting down on a recruiting service and saying, man, those rankings suck. I don't agree with them. However, this one in particular, it's such a a sore thumb in regard to 
to, to kind of how he is ranked elsewhere. So, so let me just give this to you uh, kind of out there. Kenny Minchie thought to be a four-star by on three. He's the 13th best quarterback in the nation, according to them. Makes sense to me. According to 24-7 Sports, he is a four-star, the 19th best quarterback in the nation. Again, that makes sense. So when you look at that, he's a consensus four-star. That's what Kenny Minji is. This guy's a consensus four-star. But Rivals now releasing their new quarterback rankings actually drops him down in the state to the 27th player in the state. He is no lower than sixth elsewhere. In the other recruiting services, he's only a 5-6 three-star. Remember, that's the that is the middle tier for three stars. 5-7 is the high tier. So he's not even a high three-star. This is a guy that dropped in the state rankings, is not a top 25 quarterback, is only a 5-6 rivals rating in terms of three stars, and he's an elite 11 quarterback finalist and is a consensus four-star elsewhere. I mean, this is kind of insane. Because, again, he's a top 25 quarterback elsewhere, an elite 11 finalist, a consensus four-star. They are standing on their legs here about Kenny Minchie. I mean, let's just say that. They are putting their, their neck out on the line. This is a crazy diversion from what everyone else is saying about him right now. Uh, as a top 25 quarterback on other sites, a consensus four-star, and everything about him says this guy's good. Watch the so you watch his tape right away. And boy, there are a lot of things that stick out about this guy. The touch he has on his deep throws for his age, crazy. Compact release has a little bit to work on with his footwork, but this is a player, man. He looks good. Natural arm talent is all there. He's got good arm talent. You could you could see that from a mile away. The velocity he has, whew, it's all there. This dude has a live arm. And I think that's something that really sticks out to me about him. He really is just one of those guys to me that sticks out as a really good foundational player right now. He's got a lot of the basic stuff you look for. He's a good athlete, has a good arm, pretty good mechanics for where he's at right now. Yeah, he'll have to work on some things. Uh, but I, I think he's actually pretty good in that area right now. And he has a willingness to, to really rip the ball down the field. And he's a guy that understands coverages at a high level. And you heard, you know, John Garcia Jr. come on here a little bit ago. Go talking about Kenny Minchie, and you know, he, he said this. He's you know, this is a guy that's a calming presence. That the players love playing with this guy because what he brings to the table is a leadership style. He's a gravitational type of player. He's a guy that will go out of his way and, and correct someone if you know they're doing something wrong. He's a guy 
that knows the playbook in and out. So you can always go to question. You can always go to him with questions. He's a guy that knows the ins and outs of what he's supposed to do, and he's a calming force. He's a calming force. This is a guy that, to me, sounds like a much more high-level player than what he is rated at. It's such an outlier to me. It's such an outlier to me that it just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. How does how does he drop after getting the elite eleven invitation? That is a prestigious invitation. So it really is hard to kind of feel like he's not being slighted a little bit here. This is a good quarterback that Rivals is really taking a stand on. And it, it really is kind of like, what in the world is going on here? I think that Minshew is the type of guy that comes in here, though, and, and has a potential to, you know, he has the potential to, to start very early in his career. I truly believe that. This is a good player. And, and, you know, Rivals has been historically not great at the quarterback evaluation. 24-7 has been a lot better at that. You know, Rivals certainly has its booms, right? It certainly has its good things uh, that they do well. They evaluate receivers very well. Uh, they evaluate linebackers and corners very well. So there are things that they do really, really well. But... Uh, the bigger thing here is that I just don't see how you can stand out so far on that leg and actually drop him in the rankings. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Just from a, a pure standpoint of he's got the honors, he's got the tape, he's played well at camps. There's a lot there that doesn't make a lot of sense or add up here with the Kenny Minji ranking. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening. Tomorrow we're going to be back. We're probably going to talk a little bit more about pit recruiting and the type of blocks they're kind of recruiting right now. I think it's a very interesting topic to break down. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. And as always, hail to pit.